time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. Good morning to everybody out there. Happy Monday. It is Sunday morning here while we are recording. We are talking today about another Rio Hondo prep victory as they improved to eight and one on the season. Only one game remaining for the Cares, but it was Friday night where they dominated the visiting Rancho Cucum, excuse me, Rancho Christian uh, football team. And the Cares did it kind of uh, defensively, I should say, they put up a lot of points uh, on offense, but uh, a lot of that had to do with the five turnovers that Rio had uh, take five takeaways, I should say, interceptions, fumbles. I mean, uh, it, it came early and often for, for Rio Hondo prep. Uh, they did uh, rush, uh, run the ball very well as they often do, but they outgained uh, Rancho Christian 408 to 136 so an all-around uh great game for Rio Hondo Damian Diaz had uh, a couple of touchdown passes to Gio Ortega uh, Ortega also rushed for 44 yards on six carries and caught uh, four passes for 47 yards and uh, and those two touchdowns we mentioned Jonathan Guerrero who uh, is there every week in, in the stat stat line uh, 140 yards on uh, 11 carries I guess that's a quiet night for Jonathan. I mean, I guess 140 yards is still uh, up there. He had himself a 29-yard uh, touchdown run. And it was Ryan McCola uh, for Real Hondo, who's uh, a star on defense and has uh, played that fullback position all year. Um, he, he did have, have uh, some, some yards as well, 50 yards on the ground. Uh, but he got in the end zone twice, two touchdowns for the big man of eight yards and four yards. So uh, kind of the ball was spread around as, uh, as offensive coordinator Randy Johnson likes to do. Uh, on Friday night, everyone was involved. Uh, Calvin Johnson caught a 15-yard uh, pass from sophomore Armando Carbajal. So he got some action in there. He looked pretty good. I'll comment on that later. Uh, you know, Calvin Johnson also had a couple of carries as well for, uh, let's see here, 50 yards. And, and through the air, caught three passes for 59. So he contributed greatly. It was Nate Curtis and G Ortega, who each had interceptions. Freshman Nate Curtis, mind you. Uh, so he stepped up. I mean, a great game for Rio Hondo Prep. Uh, they gave up six points in the first quarter, and that was it. That was it for Rancho Christian. So Rio improves to 8-1. and one. It was homecoming night. Uh, just a special atmosphere all around. We'll get to some comments here from head coach Mark Carson shortly. But later in the show, we're going to be joined by one of the top tacklers on the Rio Hondo prep team, the middle linebacker, number 51, Jaden Sanchez, who also plays offensive line. And, you know, he was very active uh, on the offensive line, pulling around, opening up holes for the running backs there. So excited to talk to Jaden Sanchez uh, later today as well. And uh, yeah, only one game remaining, guys, one game remaining. So I hope everybody really takes advantage, watches the game uh, this next week, which will be on Thursday night, mind you, a home game against Viewpoint. But Thursday night it will be. So uh, we'll remind you guys a few times throughout the show. But one regular season game remaining, and then next week, uh, fingers crossed, we'll see what happens with the CIF selections. We'll get into all that 
with Coach Mark Carson here. But thanks for joining me here this morning on the Get Home Safe podcast. It's another Sunday morning. That means it's time to talk with head football coach Mark Carson to chat about last week's game, the victory over Rancho Christian. Also, look maybe ahead to Viewpoint this upcoming Thursday. I have a couple questions from fans out there. And uh, just looking forward to chatting again with my good friend, Mark Carson. And then, of course, later in the show here uh, with middle linebacker for Real Hondo Prep, Jaden Sanchez. So let's not burn any more time, burn any more daylight. Let's get right into it. Let's have another fun recap show with head football coach Mark Carson of Real Hondo Prep. Another Sunday morning with Coach Carson. He's got the hoodie going there. He looks nice and cozy in this fall weather, Mark. Uh, beautiful time of the year, right? Good morning to you. Yeah, bell time. Uh, love this, this time of the year. It always means um, football is getting to its end, but it's uh, fun because it's, yeah, playoff time, league games, all the important stuff right now. So it's, I love it. Thanks, That's Matt. For, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Mark. And, you know, I don't know if I told you this, but, you know, but, you know, a big reason I, I've done this is a little inspiration from you back in the day. I don't know if you remember this. Remember the KNN, the Care News Network? You were the sports guy. I think you, you know, the young, the young college uh, or RHLA or young leaders, and you were the sports guy. And I remember being in high school going, man, I want to do that. And then I got to do it, be the sports guy when uh, the students ran K- KNN, the Care News Network. That was always nice because we didn't have to do any schoolwork. We got to watch a 20-minute uh, Care News Network episode. So, again, it all comes back to you, Mark. Anything to get out of class. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, good times. Good times. We will bring that back. Yeah. But, uh, you did an awesome job, Matt. And uh, I know the RHP community, um, the RHP family, like we like to call it, alumni, students, the parents, um, grandparents, even. Uh, Royal Young said his grandparents listened to his podcast last week. And um, they all, I think they all really appreciate it. And uh, it's a really cool thing doing so thanks oh and thanks. it's an honor it's an honor to do it coach and i gotta tell you you know what i'm looking at this this jersey i got on here uh i am not sure how i got pads on underneath this thing back in the day uh maybe a few pounds uh, ago but also i remember you you were big on the uniforms when you came in you were like guys football uniforms go on tight you need if you don't if you need if you don't have three guys to put the jersey on over your pads it's not tight enough stuff like that so it's yep. definitely tight now. We were kind of ahead of the times that way as far as uniforms. And, and uh, it's always been our thing. You'll see they're painted on, man. Like, <laughs> hey, less, less to get held on or less to get tackled by, right? So yep. get, get slippery. Um, Mark, did you have a chance? I know you're a busy man. Did you, uh, did you get a chance to listen to the James Escarciga interview uh, from Friday? He was so um, complimentary of the real hondo prep program I, i'm i'm sure i'll get to it at some point but man that yeah, was I'll, a lot of fun i'll get to it um i got highlights from different people who listened and yeah they said it was great and um really appreciate all our media guys james is, is one of our guys who's been around forever and him and fred robledo the pasadena star news tribune newspaper group uh they do a great job so yeah i will listen to it um sundays might kind of slow down uh you know, slower day. And so I hope, hope to get to it today. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out for sure. Uh, Mark, we're going to talk about the victory here shortly. Maybe look at a few plays, uh, answer a question from a fan, but I have a question for you off the bat that I wrote down. Um, now I know you play Thursday this next week, but let's pretend you play Friday. What is a typical week look like for you 
as a, as a coach, your typical week of preparation from the moment the game ends Friday until you kick it off the following Friday, uh, when you're watching film, uh, kind of, uh, yeah. full pads, no pads, uh, take me through a typical week for you from the time a game ends until the next time kicks off. Yeah. Great question. Um, so game ends on a Friday, um, Saturday, as you know, is, is a, uh, kind of a recovery day and, and a coaching day for our care kids. And for me, it's a family day for sure. Um, Sunday we'll, we'll um, usually have exchange film by that point with whoever our opponent is. And we'll do kind of a first look uh, from the coaches staff. Um, it's kind of checking out, okay, what do we got? Um, looking at their stats, if they're available on max preps, not all the team provides stats, but um, kind of looking at that. And, and truth be told, we've already kind of looked um, anyway. We're always, you know, looking ahead. Um, and then Monday is for us, uh, coaches will start on film, breaking it down. Uh, Randy does his scout for, for the defense or for the offense of the other team's defense and um, gets an idea what they're running and how they're going to stop us, trying to find teams that run our offense and how they defend it, which is getting harder and harder to do because no one runs a, a uh, unbalanced line run based offense. Um, but uh, sometimes, you know, you can find a few plays where teams will and how they'll defend it. Um, and then uh, for the defense, uh, we do a um, kind of old school, though. We draw we draw plays and, and just try to get a packet of uh, the offense's plays and then whittle those down to their best, what we think is going to be their best stuff and, and what we're going to have a hard enough time with and put together start putting together the scouting report for our guys on, on Monday. Um, um, that's usually done after practice. Uh, and by Tuesday morning, we got to kind of – uh, finish it up. Um, but, uh, the North Monday practice will be, we start with film and, uh, we got a new team room set up. And so that's a great setup. I think I sent you a picture of the new TV. We just hung the 75 inch, uh, TV. We just hung up in the, in the uh, team room. Um, and while that's happening, the younger guys are, are lifting and, and running out on the field kind of training. And then we, um, so it's been about 45 minutes to an hour watching film and then we'll go on the field and uh, run. And that's usually a big cardio day for us. And so um, the guys uh, kind of go out there begrudgingly sometimes and run and then we'll uh, lift and then they're done uh, about four o'clock, 345 on Monday. Um, Tuesday is a long practice day, two o'clock to 430. And that's a lot of um, that's when we do we do we would do some position work and, and uh, individual drill training like that, uh, but also previewing the team that we're playing. And then Wednesday is uh, we'll lift after practice or after school. Um, then a lot of them go to coaching or whatnot, and they come back and we practice at night, uh, which I think is a tradition that started a while ago at RHP has been going ever since. Um, I like it because kind of acclimation to the weather that you're probably going to have two nights later, mm. clean lights. Um, so Coach Johnson, who started that, I'm sure, uh, did that for a reason. And it's a uh, that's usually more of a scrimmage heavy night kind of game speed and um, do a lot of scrimmaging, try to imitate the other team's offense. And um, that's usually done about 845. And we always finish it with a good hard conditioning session. Uh, which the guys love, of course. And then finally, it's uh, Thursday. Uh, we'll do a run through. 
have um, after school, then have team dinner at about five o'clock, usually on campus or at someone's house. Um, and Friday is club dinner after school, and we have a, a minute by minute breakdown of all that uh, for our Friday routine, club meeting, and then we uh, give the guys a power nap. They kind of sleep sleep in the library and relax before the game. Uh, another team meal, tape, dress, load up in the bus and go. Um, and if it's a road game, you'd load up a little earlier and so forth. Yeah. yeah. So that's in a nutshell. And then uh, showtime at seven, all uh, broken down minute by minute though on that Friday. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's not much time in there for uh, wasted time, really. Everything is, you know, whether it's watching film, coaches, I'm sure meeting and uh, a lot of conditioning in there. And uh, of course, uh, some tackling and blocking uh, as well. So uh, busy, busy time indeed. That I, Mark, that's one of the great things for me about football is that it's not just about the two hour game on a Friday night. It's an entire week of preparation. No other sport is like that. You know, it's, you play a couple times during the week. And so you're trying to get better with game with game reps versus preparation and the, the film and everything too. So that's again, what makes football special. Yeah. It's the buildup. It's the rhythm. Um, and uh, you'd like to keep that, keep a routine for the guys and keep them in that rhythm, even though at a practice, you know, every once in a while we'll try to mix it up. Um, you know, for conditioning, for example, last last Monday is always a, a big cardio day. Rather than running, we did a, a speedball game, which which Rio alone would appreciate. <laughs> funner for the guy once in a while too, and kind of mixing things in. And uh, Coach Johnson had a birthday a few uh, Wednesdays back, and so we had pizza at the end of practice. You know, try to keep it fresh. But yeah, the routine and the rhythm of the week is very important to build up to the to the game on Friday night. Well, uh, you guys had a, another. Uh... Great, great turnout on uh, Friday night homecoming, um, you know, uh, much like the Super Bowl, mind you, I think uh, the halftime show is kind of a bigger deal than the game for some people, but uh, yeah. there was still a football game played. You guys played a uh, Rancho Christian uh, 41 to six. I think the story of the game, Mark, was uh, the turnover ratio. You got you've talked about it often and Friday night. Five takeaways versus did you guys? I don't think you guys had any. Was it five one. nothing on the what well, five to one on the turnover ratio? Yeah, so plus four, which we had written on our whiteboard before the game in the in the, in the dressing room, and that was something that we had talked about, Matt, all week. And um, because week before we got one um, against Campbell Hall, we didn't get any, and so um, we had one in two weeks, which is like you know a major drop. That's considered a drop for us, and it's not acceptable. And so um, switched up a little bit how how we kind of uh, practice that. Uh, we do practice it, and you'll see one of the plays that we're going to highlight, uh, exactly something that we practice. You'll see it, but really just try to put it at the forefront of the guys' mind, minds. And um, moving forward in playoffs, we're only going to go as far as our, our turnover ratio takes us. And so we know to beat teams in the playoffs, every team's going to be good. We're looking at Division Seven probably. Um, and so to beat those teams, we have to win the turnover battle. And if we do, we can, we can beat them. And it's got to be something dramatic like plus three, plus four. Um, you know, that's what we have to do. And so it was cool to see something that we kind of focused on all week come to fruition um, on Friday night. So great job with the guys doing that. That's got to be fun for you, uh, you know, preparing the guys, talking about something all week and it, you see it happen before your very hours, before your yeah. very eyes. And, and on the flip side, it's got to drive you nuts when you talk about something for six yeah. days and, and it goes the other way. So that's a love hate relationship with this whole preparation yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll look at a few plays here, but Mark, a few things off the bat for me. Um, 
I thought uh, Ryan McCullough, he looked to be back to 100%. He was very active, especially in the run game. Got, got himself a couple touchdowns, got in the end zone. Love to see that. Um, uh, again, the ball was spread around. So many weapons. Um, Gio with a couple touchdown catches. Jonathan Guerrero was like a quiet 140 yards, if that's such a thing. Yeah. you know. Yeah. And then Calvin Johnson, of course, uh, had a few nice runs. He was in there uh, mixing it up. Uh, let me see. Damian. <laughs> Damien, Damien in the passing game, you know, I thought, uh, cause I used to do this. So yeah, I used to not really step into throws and kind of do, you know, I had no technique at all. Uh, but I thought Damien got better as the night went on later. He seemed to step into throws a little bit better as the game went on. And I think you could really see the results there, uh, from him in the passing game by kind of, I don't know. He seemed a little bit more confident in his throws later on in the game. Yeah. And he showed great patience. Um, Calvin Johnson, I think three catches and, and that was cool for him. Um, and, and that requires uh, waiting a little bit, a little patience on Damian Park. So, yeah, you got guys breathing down your neck. It's not easy. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and making those completions were huge. And, um, you know, again, we're going to have to be able to turn people over in the playoffs, and we're going to have to be able to throw some uh, to beat good teams because um, our running game is awesome, and it's our staple. It's our bread and butter. But um, you got to be able to – they got to respect your, your passing game too. you got to keep them honest. And so – yeah, we're looking forward to Damian continuing on that trajectory. Uh, he's been a great leader and uh, uh, all season, and he's um, pick it, picking that up too, uh, his throwing. So that's that's great. Even on the touchdown early to, to Gio, he was kind of rolling out, and he kind of had time to set and throw, and he kind of flung it up there. Uh, so those are the things I noticed, you know. But I know under pressure it is tough. Uh, but, again, later in the game I was like, oh, man, he's, he's looking really, really good. He's made the adjustment, which I like to see. Uh, and then Armando Carbajal, your sophomore, came in. I thought he looked really, really comfortable, not getting as many snaps as Damian does. He looked rather comfortable, and, and he, he ran the ball pretty well, too. Yeah, he's a, he's a great player, um, obviously the future of the position for us. And um, when we had a guy go down, Curly went down, we had Armando had to kind of move to X. So he got less reps at a quarterback um, in practice, but we still, we still keep him prepared. And he was ready to go at a moment's notice and a great player, um, great runner, like you said, but, but his arm is, is really special too. And he's going to be fun to watch for the next couple of years. I did see that arm strength. Uh, he, he, he overthrew a guy. I was like, Oh, he kind of, he kind of flung it out yeah. there pretty good. So uh, yeah, I'm excited. Still Damien's time right now, but yeah, the future does, does look bright there. Uh, I love when guys are getting reps, man, getting reps in the game. You can't have the first time you go into quarterback be, uh, you know, a, a playoff game because someone got hurt or something. So uh, that's good to see. Uh, but again, great job by, by Damian out there uh, leading the team and, and making some good throws, a couple touchdown passes. Uh, McCullough, as, as I mentioned, looked healthy, looked very active. He didn't seem to be a step, a step, not that he was the week before, but he seemed to be uh, have a little extra fire under him. Yeah, he, he was uh, dealing with an injury, kind of lingering uh, injury, and uh, but he's finally back. And, yeah, he was he was playing with a chip on his shoulder for sure, and uh, especially defensively flying around making plays and doing a great job. Uh, on offense, too, he got, he got a couple touchdowns and kind of running with an attitude. So, mm. yeah, he's, so, he's just fun to watch. I like that. And so, Mark, you said uh... – uh, posted on Twitter there. It's another Pac-12 school. Just happened to find uh, 5150 Farna Avenue the other day. There was a, a coach yeah. from Stanford just happened to be in the area. Yeah, Coach Dyron from Stanford uh, dropped by. And, uh, yeah, that's always fun. Um, really cool to talk to those guys, uh, you know. And, and um, 
yeah, they, they can't do anything official, official yet on who they're seeing, but they happen to stop by and bump into one of our guys they really like. And so, and so, um, it was cool. And, um, uh, obviously upper echelon pac 12. And so, um, you know, they're, they're usually always in the hunt, the pac 12 North and, um, you know, so, uh, and a great school on top of that. So it'd be, that'd be a great spot for, uh, for Ryan or any of our other guys to land, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, very be, f- physical team runs the ball a great thing yeah, you plays, know, plays, plays with the fullback plays with tight ends it's like yeah yeah what so. a concept yeah so some sometimes <laughs> football doesn't need to change much uh it'd be nice if one of these teams in los angeles could maybe follow in stanford's footsteps but i i, I just just my opinion uh so that's cool cool to see the you know some college coaches uh, on campus at Rio, checking things out uh good to see it, it speaks not just to guys like ryan and your other athletes but just to the the growth of the program really. And that's what we're trying to do here. Of course, too, is just promote the program constantly. So that's got to be a tribute to the program success. Yeah, it is. It's, it's cool. And it's um, some that, that we hope continues and uh, you know, there's more to come. A couple other observations I had Mark from the game was uh, first of all, with your guys, there's a lot of emotion. I, I love seeing this. There's a ton of high fives, a lot of ha- uh, head, head slaps, you know, uh, just encouragement when I, when, when a guy scores, I see some of your other stars who are just thrilled that someone on their team scored. There's no like greed, greed out there of who gets the ball or whatever. There, there is a legitimate, uh, I think love of each other. The linemen are out there. They're, they're fired up. I mean, a lot of emotion from the team, uh, good emotion. I think encouragement yeah. and celebration, proper celebration, of course, uh, that, that I like to see. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you never like to show anybody up on the other side, mm-hmm. but uh, we our guys. It's, it's a brotherhood for sure. And they're happy when when um, someone scores, someone makes a great play. And that's something we encourage. Um, yeah. High fives, hugs, all that stuff. And we actually, you know, end every practice um, with a break. And then you got to give three guys hugs, you know. And so um, that's something that we do every every day. And they're they're uh, a great group, though. Just they, they generally they genuinely um, like seeing each other succeed mm. and I, it, it's carries off the field too, which is cool. There's no selfishness involved. And, and, and um, while they're normal guys, they give each other a hard time and rib each other and all that. Um, but, but they, they generally, there's no jealousy or anything like that. They love seeing each other succeed and are happy for, for everyone out there. And it's, it's, it's cool. And it's really fun that you, yeah, you notice that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, uh, it it speaks to the program again and, and to the alumni. We're like, man, I'm, I miss those times. <laughs> but uh, anyway, a couple, we're going to look at a few plays here, but three kind of random plays that I will uh, speak out on. Uh, first of all, you, you have the turnovers you mentioned. We talked about Nate Curtis going in the game uh, a few weeks ago, Campbell Hall, freshman. Uh, he had himself a, a nice interception, man. You talked about him uh, being a great player someday, not that he's not already, but going to be in his junior and senior years and such. Man, the freshman stepped up in a nice pick. Yeah, that was, that was a great play for Nate. And um, he works uh, as hard as everybody else. And he's really bought into our program and um, fast kid. And he, yeah, he, he uh, was in coverage there on, in uh, laying the game and they were throwing and, and found the ball. So it was great for Nate. Yeah. 
And then uh, let me see. I always watch the officials and funny things that happen. Uh, uh, your guy, Aaron size, uh, you know, the, the umpire older, older gentleman guy in the middle kind of got bumped. Aaron kind of got thrown into him and Aaron saved him. He was going to go down, I think. And Aaron just kind of grabbed onto him, uh, you know, reactionary. And uh, I, I thought that was great. Uh, he does great things, of course, on the field, but save yeah. it, saving those zebras from going down. Great job, Aaron. I didn't see that, but that's pretty cool for Aaron. Aaron's a, I can see that Aaron doing that. He, he's just conscientious, very nice guy. So yeah, 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 as well as a you know nasty football player when it matters, right? So uh, and then the final thing, the kneel down to end the game. Uh, freshman mm-hmm. Landry Johnson gets in there, and uh, the, the boys seem to be pretty fired up that he got in a game. Landry's a very small dude. I mean, a, a very, very yeah. little guy and a freshman. So for him to go in, the guys seem pretty fired up that he got in for the kneel down there to end the game. Yeah, they were all fired up, and we uh, he hadn't been approved yet to to step on the field for varsity football. You have to get paperwork signed, but he got that done this week. And uh, he, we asked him at halftime, like, "Hey, Landry, um, if it comes to it, you want to do the kneel in at the end?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, yeah." And he was fired up, and so we had a couple snaps in the dressing room just to make sure he'd get the snap. And uh, Landry, being Landry, he's a he's a character, and uh, you get to know him. You you think this guy's hilarious, and he he walks up on the kneel down and he's pointing out 52 is the mic and he's going up there and then, yeah, he, he goes through the whole thing and then he, uh, yeah, gets the snap kneels it down like a pro. So it was cool. And the guys all got, got a kick out of it. And he's a, he's a great kid, a great guy. And, um, he's going to be a great player too, down the road. Mm, good stuff. Very good stuff. Anyway, those are smartest, probably smartest player, smartest player on the field. Probably. Wow. Wow. Yeah. High, high praise indeed. Well, uh, let me see here, Mark. Let's see if I know how to do this again. We're going to try to look at a few uh, plays here. Screen. There we go. Okay. So first off, uh, we are going to have Jaden Sanchez on the show later today. Your, your, uh, your linebacker. And uh, early on in the game, he made a play that we're going to look at right now that quite honestly, Mark, it's just all about effort. It's all about effort. He's, he's behind the play. He's nowhere in position to, to make a play. He hustles, he gets to the ball, he takes the ball, and it was one of his two fumble recoveries on the night. Yeah, just a great effort play. And um, like I said, we had emphasized um, getting the ball all week and turnovers, and this is actually a drill we do, a very specific drill, run from behind, reach in, rip it out um, like you're starting a lawnmower. And uh, he did just that, <laughs> and uh, it was cool. And Jaden, like like we've said before, just uh, – Awesome football player, great linebacker. And um, you want to find the ball, just, just follow Jaden. Um, he'll take it to you, take you to it. And um, so, yeah, he was kind of got caught in the wash here early. Um, their QB was, was fast, but he was able to get to him from behind and uh, and strip the ball. And it just – it really just got us going, you know, for the night. And so, yeah, let's go ahead and roll that. There Definitely. It is. Here's Jaden here in the middle, 51. And uh, we'll move it forward here in slow motion. So the play goes off. And this would have been a big get. So Jaden kind of gets caught inside there. The run goes away from him. And, uh, you know, if he starts jogging here, he doesn't make the play. Right. Yeah. He he actually had the QB on that. That was his assignment. So he's there. But then he just, he followed the play and then totally just, yeah, ripped the ball out. And man, (laughs) fell on it too. And uh, celebrating, let's see if he gives it to the ref. That's always what we teach him. <laughs> and all to the ref. And so great momentum play. 
Um, this was a, a new scheme for them. Um, they were they had to run a lot of this stuff, and so we hadn't really prepared for it. And they were getting some chunk yardage early, um, and so really to turn them over, you know, that kind of spoils their night too. Oh yes, uh, early, and it was yeah. second play of the game, I think, and. You know, uh, you guys get the ball in their in their territory. We'll run at full speed just to get, give yeah. you guys an idea here. He's fine, the QB here, um, and uh, so that's where he's going. That's where he steps in that gap at first, and then and then the QB obviously doesn't keep it, gives it off, and so he, he chases it down from behind, great pursuit, um, and then just rips it out. Yeah. So it's assignment football, of course. Yeah. Assignment football. You got to you know each guy has is uh, in this spread uh, a zone read type stuff. You got to. Right assignments who has who and then uh he made sure his guy doesn't have the ball and then he chases the, the ball carrier down so here we go full speed with Jaden there in the middle quarterback nope chase him down just pure effort here jump behind him rip the ball out yeah and, and Jaden I mean we are gonna miss him he's just an awesome player awesome great o-lineman too um and you see it's fun to watch you know our guys we try to show different looks when the QB breaks huddle um, so you guys see our, see our guys moving around. It's not that they're confused. I think sometimes people might think, oh, Rio doesn't know what they're doing. They're actually doing that intentionally uh, to try to give give the offense a different look and then and then get to the right spot, shift to the right spot. You know, when the QB starts looking under center, all right, guys, then get to where you need to be. But um, faking a blitz, uh, faking a different coverage look, and then and getting to the right spot on the snap. So you see you guys just kind of shifting, moving around, and then boom. Yeah, yeah, a lot happens pre-snap. Just like offenses will send guys in motion and shift. I think it's, uh, you know, defenses who do it, whether it's a, a quick line shift right before the snap. I mean, it's all for, uh, you know, confusion a little bit. I mean, because think about when you write a play down on a piece of paper, those X's and O's, they're, they're stationary. They're not moving. So you have to, like, show one look. Okay, yeah. this is how we're going to run the play offensively. And then when you shift right before the snap, it's, it's messed everything up. So uh, it's a two-way street for sure. Yeah, it's it's a chess match and trying to um, keep the offense guessing. And it's just one, one thing that, again, that we work on and, and train as they, as they move up. You know, you watch our, our middle school or lower-level teams play, they aren't going to do a lot of that. But by the time they get to the varsity, it's something we expect them to have perfected. And, and uh, it really helps us, I think. Definitely. A great place. Not that, by the time snapped, by the time the ball snapped, though, you better be in your right spot. Chin strap on, ready to hit. So, uh, you know, all that pre-snap stuff. Now, should... now, brief criticism here for me. I think sometimes linebackers and the defensive backs, you know, when they kind of show that 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 blitz look, um, I, I think some of them get a little too close to the line of scrimmage. And, and you, yeah, you saw that with a few offside penalty you guys did have. Yeah. But I think yeah. at times, too, when you do end up blitzing, if you are on the line of scrimmage, you have like no momentum almost to to get through the gap so uh that's yeah. a minor criticism there for me no but yeah timing it out and that's usually uh it seems like we almost always get one uh encroachment penalty because we haven't you know you can kind of see that how they snap the ball whether it's a hand clap or whatever on film but you don't always know and so i don't know i think that's a penalty of an aggression of aggression though and sometimes we just gotta live with that once a game getting one as long as they don't get them later in the game but yeah Definitely. Definitely. And, and back to Jaden, you know, it's a great play here, but I mean, I noticed cause I was watching him. I knew he was going to be on the show. And so I was watching him a little more carefully on Friday night, like immediately after this, you guys, you know, run the ball. Like you guys do. He was like leading the way as a pulling guard uh, on, on the first few plays you, you guys ran. So he was just so active uh, and had such impact early in the game and throughout the night. 
Yeah, this is a ferocious player and um, great lineman. Yeah, he does a lot of our you know, pull trap um, and just he really the heart and soul of our defense. Um, and yeah, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy talking to him. And if you come to a game, make sure you watch Fifty One. Yeah, Fifty One. Yeah, and, and you know what, Mark? Uh, today I got a question from Steve Amon, and mm -hmm. he wrote in a, a voice message. He said, I, he threw me for a loop. I thought it was great though. He goes, Hey Matt, I got another voice message. He goes, this is for whichever senior you have on the program. Oh, cool. So he asked about the weight room, weight training. And if any, you know, alumni come in there and try to show those guys up or anything. So uh, <laughs> a fun, a fun question from our good friend, uh, Steve Amon. Uh, okay, Mark, this is uh, an offensive play here. Let's see here. We got strong white flash 86. Uh, this is play 30. Tell me about what we're looking at here. So kind of a new concept we have and uh, keep an eye on Calvin Johnson playing tight end here. Um, right in here. Yeah. So he's going to end up getting the ball, but it's obviously the look of one of our, our um, power run plays off tackle or toss play. You're like, Oh, here it comes again. If you're the defense, it's going to our left. Everyone's looking at McCullough. Everyone's looking at JG number five. And then um, we, we slip the ball to Calvin Johnson. who's playing tight end uh, with a trap. And um, you combine that with a great line surge from our O-line. You just see, you'll see, I like this angle because the camera's right on the line of scrimmage and you can really see our guys firing off and, and the works they do as offensive linemen getting off the ball. Um, and just, you know, if I'm a D coordinator, this kind of stuff would just drive me crazy. <laughs> just an inside. Yeah, yep. that would, that would absolutely drive me nuts there. You, you show, you show everything to the right and then, before you know it, the ball's by you. It's it's gone. You do a tight end, tight end counter, I guess you call this. Yeah, tight end. Yeah, it's a tight end counter if you're using all the, the verbiage. Yeah, and um, it's just so well run, so clean, so fast. And um, that's to us, that's what teams have problems with, just um, how fast we're getting off the ball. And you just watch the get off of our own line from the snap, boom, and then there he goes. And, you know, if you're a linebacker, of course, you're going to go tackle five and you're going to follow where 42 goes. But number two has it going the other way. What yeah. happened? And we blocked really well. And Calvin's a good athlete. So he was he got some good yardage out of this. But you're right about the line here. I mean, look at the large uh, defensive uh, nose tackle here. Uh, yeah. Interior linemen are pretty big. They look they're hit before um, their hand comes off the ground almost. Yeah. Yeah. They're big dudes. And so. Um, they had bodies, Rancho, you know. They look great stepping off the bus and on the field. Um, our guys really just took it to them. This physicality. Physicality yep. here. Is this Paul Elena 57? This is just yeah. right there. Let me pull this up right. here. Left guard, uh, Paul Elena here. This is a just tremendous. He stands a guy up and just finishes him. This is this is big-time stuff here. Yeah. Oh, to the <laughs> ground. Not to mention who was the left tackle there. Uh, 52. Or Ray. I think oh, that's Ray. Looks like Colby Johnson. Or Colby, so, uh, Colby. Brother to brother here. Uh, yeah, brothers helping each other out. <laughs> but, you know, it's also not easy for a guy coming off the ball, uh, Calvin Johnson there as a tight end, to be in a three-point stance and then to get the ball immediately and run to yep. your opposite direction. That's tough, too. Yeah, you got to be an athlete to do it. And Calvin's a great athlete, great football player, so – um, yeah, it's just such a cool play o only comes from the mind of, of, uh, Randy Johnson. And, um, it is just really cool. And I think if you're watching the game, you probably don't even know how Calvin got the ball. Yeah. You start hearing when he's five yards down. Oh yeah. yeah. But if you ask, I would guess 
two thirds of the fans in the stands don't even know how he ended up with the ball, but there it goes. Yeah. And I want to, I want to point out Ray Montez here, as you mentioned, uh, you know, in lineman here, 55, yeah. he gets through the second level to the third. <laughs> he gets through it all again, before the ball, uh, before some of the linemen here on defense, even understand. Get off, yeah. Get out yeah. of their stance. So watch Montez here in the middle uh, 55. I mean, he just flies. Oh, it's just flying down the field gets in the way and still going, still going. He's first lineman yep. down the field. He's very athletic, uh, offensive lineman. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, last time we'll look at it, but a great play, Mark, great play design. Just another wrinkle from the, uh, the real hundo prep offense that, uh, is I'm sure almost impossible to defend if, uh, if yeah. executed, right. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Okay. So play 37. Um, let me see here. So you guys gave up a drive to Rancho. Um, they went up the field. Uh, they put the ball in the end zone on you guys. Um, defense got pushed around a little bit. And then you guys get the ball score. Um, you guys tried something uh, different here. Take me take me through the kickoff. Yeah, go for it. We went for a kill shot here. Saw it on film where they had um, – because they have good kickoff returns. And, and we thought their front-line guys – we're, we're cheating on that to make that happen, leaving a little early. And so um, this is something we had worked on. Coach Ed Drain implemented during the week. Um, and, yeah, it's a kickoff uh, done by, again, Ray Montez. He, he kicks the ball. But our, our kicker goes through like he's going to kick it, stops. Um, and then Ray comes in, a left-footed guy, great soccer player in his own right. And uh, there's a great onside kick. And you could tell Rancho had started to retreat, but they realized – uh-oh, something's up, but they don't know what's up, and it's too late. And, and 426 over here can't really make the play on the on the on a really good onside kick. And then uh, JG, being the athlete he is, goes down and and uh, falls on it. Funny, Matt, we did this against our scout team probably um, ten times, and it never worked. But uh, you get to the game and it worked. <laughs> and so and so we practice it, and we can never get it during practice, but we finally got one in the game, and and, and uh, it's really cool to see. And we think it kind of turned the tide of the game. Um, turn what was a yeah 14-6 game or 15-6 ball game and then we go down and score and you get up two three touchdowns again you see the body language on the other team and it just or even if their body language is good but you can tell you know in their mind right oh shoot here we go and you get you get just get rolling on a team and um you know we're not necessarily that you know four or five touchdowns better but you get rolling and and it's hard to stop and yeah. uh only yeah, real hondo prep mark would have an offensive lineman do a left-footed onside kick uh, in the middle of the game. So, uh, you know, no, it I saw it. I went, man, Ray, that was impressive. So here's Ray over here, kind of just uh, minding my own business. Uh, your regular uh, kickers over here, I believe. And he pulls a little fake, and then all of a sudden Ray's kicking it left-footed, and you got your speedsters over here, Gio Ortega yeah. and uh, Jonathan Guerrero. So here goes the uh, our kicker. And I, I got to point out this too. Great execution by these guys up here. They, yeah, they didn't cross the line. They, yeah. they started to move so that you give the illusion again that, okay, the yeah. kick's coming. These guys haven't moved yet because you want them at an absolute full speed when the ball's kicked. So you got your kicker here. Come give a little fake. He pretends. And then Ray, little left-footed pop-pop. Beautiful. <laughs> and then he fell on it. It was perfect execution. So, And then yeah. here's my man Ray. My man Ray celebrate right here like a, like a yeah i should kick all the time yep 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 <laughs> here we go full speed yeah he, he was really excited about it like like we're gonna do it we're gonna do it we're like, yeah we're gonna do it and then he executed it it's really cool 
this speaks to his, you know, overall athleticism and, and really what makes the RHP football player just being an overall athlete, you know, and stuff that you could do stuff, you know, you're not pigeonholed into one, one job or one thing. You can do multiple things. And so <laughs> now, Mark, what gave you the confidence? Number one, to surprise onside kick first quarter here, right after your defense had kind of been pushed around a little bit, uh, the confidence to, to go get that ball. And also when it hadn't worked in practice all week, <laughs> just got to roll uh, the dice sometimes. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it, the kick was always good in practice, but we never got the ball. I mean, our, our scout team hears us yelling, all right, here, we're doing it. And so they know what's coming and, you know, and they, they're always falling on the ball. It's, but, but we saw on film that that Rancho likes setting up the returns and those frontline guys kind of cheat and they're not always watching the ball and they start taking off early. So we're like, let's make them pay for that. And uh, even if we had it, you know, the ball's at the, what is that 40 yard line and it's not terrible. And, um, but yeah, it was definitely a, a risky move, but we think, and it could have turned the momentum the other way, you know, they could have got fired up, got it and had a short field and scored, but um, some that, that the guys really wanted to do and had worked on and, and it was fun to see it work. Well, you watch these guys here on the front line, there's only two of them and they start to retreat as, uh, as uh, the ball is approached here by the kicker. And then it's four on two, really. Four yeah. on two and a, and a scramble for the ball. Look at it. It's four Rio guys, and there's really no yeah. other. Here comes yeah. another Rancho Christian guy, yeah. but JG gets there too too quick. Yeah, he's there too late. So, Well, good stuff, and, Mark. We love the offense. We love the defense. We love the special teams, man. It's nice when we get film for all three. Yep. Yep. And um, good to have it on film. Other teams got to worry about it, you know, uh, moving forward in playoffs, hopefully. And, and, yeah, so just one more thing. Definitely. Definitely. You know, my, my dad's always, uh, you know, paranoid and always like, well, we don't want to show too much on film, you know, show too much, but you also need to throw, throw a little, uh, a bait in the water too, to be like, Hey, Hey, look, look over here. Look what we're doing too. So. Yeah. And, and, and Hey, Mr. Hurstman, we'll have a counter to that. So, you know, there'll be, you know, so yeah. <laughs> the, the program's in great hands, dad. I got to give coach Tarico some credit. I overheard him. Uh, upstairs of course he's by the by the uh the, the camera yeah. up there i heard him talking about i think it was calvin or someone out there was a block made that it looked like he held and he 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 said down to you guys hey calvin or whoever it was uh hey his hands are outside you know that, that didn't look good so he had a good look but also a good interpretation of hey that could be a penalty let's clean that up i thought that was a yeah. good point from coach Tarico. no he saw it um yeah, and I was right kind of at the point of attack, too, happened to be there, and I saw it, too, and I was like, yeah, totally. So we, yeah, total holding, get your hands inside. And so, uh, but, yeah, Will's, Will's got a great football mind, and he always picks up on stuff. So he, he's an awesome guy to have up on the booth. Up in the oh, booth. yeah. Hey, early in the game, did you – I know you got to go. I'm sorry here, but, do, you know, Damian Diaz and Jonathan Guerrero, did they kind of switch defensive positions early in the game? Um, yeah, JG, we didn't have him start at free safety, so we had Damian starting there. Um, but then after they scored that first drive, we're like, let's, let's go back to uh, our starting group. And um, once we got, got going, we were able to pull JG back out too. So um, he's battling a little injury, so we, we wanted to keep him as fresh as we could for offense. Yeah, and I think, did you mention, uh, how were the injuries on Friday night? Uh, any, anything major? Yeah, we had poor uh, Anthony Hernandez, who's who's really made himself into a great football player, uh, a weight room guy. He's kind of chiseled his body away um, and has been a big time contributor on special teams. And uh, our our uh, 
backup Fox and, and a uh, backup linebacker. So yeah, he broke his collarbone um, in the fourth quarter, which, you know, um, you just feel awful for the guy. And uh, obviously it means he's out all season. Uh, yeah, Matt, I think you suffered one of those. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fresh freshman year. Nope. That is no fun. <laughs> and so, yeah, he'll be back. And, uh, but you feel bad for the guy. Um, and just, you know, a football injury that, that is probably one of the more common ones. It just, it just happens. And, and that's a brittle bone. If you get landed on it wrong, it, it happens. There's nothing you can do to really prepare for that. Mm. Uh, so yeah. Uh, another body down, which, um, you know, he's not a starter, but he's a big time contributor and we're going to miss him. Oh yeah, absolutely. And anyone uh, who's banged up, uh, you know, we feel for him a uh, speedy recovery to the young man, uh, you know, hang in there. It's, it's no, it's yeah. no fun. It's a tough few weeks. I know, I know that uh, firsthand, but uh, he'll get through it. I'm sure. Um, quick question here from John Lee, uh, a friend up, we get questions from Oregon. Must be something about the weather up there. I don't know. Uh, Steve Almond and John <laughs> Lee, but I love those guys. They're great. Uh, he said, ask Mark the makeup of the team as far as seniors, juniors, sophomores, freshmen, et cetera. He says it's too early since business isn't finished yet, but yeah. what does the future hold? Who are the next year's leaders and things of that nature? And how's the, you know, how's the JV squad doing? Okay, so um, this very senior-heavy team in a great senior class, and um, we are definitely going to miss them. And so um, if you look on the field, most of them are playing both ways, which means if you kind of calculate it, we're actually losing about 20 starters. And so if you look at it that way. Um, so imagine a team losing 20 starters, and that's what we're coming back with next year. We have some good young players, not a lot of bodies. Um, of course, 42, McCullough is going to be back. Um, we got quarterback solidified, not number nine, Carvajal, who we've already talked about. Uh, but we're going to have to replace our entire line, offensive line. Um, uh, 10 of 11 starters on defense. And so it's going to be a young group. Um, thankfully, we have uh, some guys who are really dedicated and they're already talking. Obviously, that you do. You don't, you don't look ahead, but they always start, start talking about training and getting ready. Um, so they're fired up. And then uh, our eighth grade class coming in is um, probably our, I think it's our biggest boys group ever. Um, and so the future is really bright. There's, I think there's 21 eighth grade boys. And um, a lot of those guys who will be ninth graders will be thrown in the fray right away. And so um, we're going to be young in a lot of spots, um, but we'll go out there, we'll hit, we're going to represent. And uh, the future is bright. I saw those guys, um, they're in a league with Oaks Christian, Brentwood, Viewpoint, Campbell Hall, Chaminade, um, probably forgetting about it. And they were undefeated and had their second game against Oaks Christian yesterday. And I went to that game and we lost 24, 16, but the guys battled and uh, it was an awesome game. And uh, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of great football coming up and a lot, a lot of fun, fun guys to talk about moving forward. So we will, to answer your question, Joe, we'll be really young, um, but, but we're going to go out there and, and represent no matter what. So that, that's kind of what we've got moving forward. The future is bright, but the, oh, the future is also now. Right. The future is now. It'll carry anything motto there. So uh, next week, Mark, final game of the season, Thursday night special for everybody out there Thursday night against viewpoint at home. And uh, you know, next week, Mark, I would like us to have this conversation. Uh, we might have to wait later in Sunday, but I'd like to do it somehow where we can do it while the playoff pairings are coming out some way or another. Yeah, that'd be cool. When the draw comes out, um, our bracketologist, Dave Drain and, uh, Edwin Ixta, who's our vice principal, they've been, they've been, uh, deep diving into that stuff and they, they think we're going to be in. And so we're feeling really good about it. Um, 
And uh, it's going to be in, you know, there's 14 divisions in CIF. The highest we've ever played in um, was 12. Um, but under this new format, um, which is, to me, not not great, but we'll probably be in Division 7, uh, which is going to be wild. But um, uh, that's what we're projected as right now. But we'll see. We'll, we're, we'll be grateful just to get in and then let it rip and see what happens after that. Get in the dance. Uh, you know what, Mark? There's two baseball teams who won 110 games this year, and neither one of them is in the World Series. So uh, right. it's just about getting in. Anything can happen, man. Slay some Giants. Next week, guys, we'll have a show I don't know if we can do a Facebook live or something. We're going to figure something out where we're together recording at least when the pairings come out so we can get instant reaction from coach Carson. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, let's do it. Well, good luck Thursday, short week and uh, you know, finish strong. And for you fans out there, it's last chance to see a home game, guaranteed game, guaranteed home game. So get out on Thursday night. If, uh, if you can. Yeah. Thursday night. Um, not our normal night. Obviously, the uh, officials asked everyone in the San Diego Valley to move one game. And so this is we'd like to accommodate. We moved it uh, to Thursday. But, yeah, we want a good crowd out there for our guys. Um, and so, yeah, if you can come, even though it might be a weird, weird, weird thing schedule wise. Yeah, please come on out. Yes, indeed. The eight and one cares take on viewpoint should be a lot of fun. And hopefully there's more games uh, ahead in the future. Mark, thanks for joining me this morning. Have a great uh, rest of your Sunday. Thanks, Matt. Well, thanks again, Coach Carson, for joining me on the podcast, getting up on a Sunday morning to uh, talk about the game and the program. Always fun. Looking forward to next week. Uh, next week will probably be maybe in the afternoon sometime, although this episode's out on Monday, so that doesn't really affect the fans out there listening too much, but it uh, should be a lot of fun. Hopefully get get a good draw there. Get get in the playoffs, uh, you know, just uh, – Get in, just get in the dance. That, that's the main thing. But uh, anyway, let's now bring on another senior. We've had uh, a few seniors on the past few weeks. Today, we're going to be joined by Jaden Sanchez, middle linebacker, offensive lineman, kind of a, a tough, one of the top tacklers on the Rio Hondo Prep uh, defense and just a, a great football player. So let's get right to it. Let's bring Jaden Sanchez on the program. Okay, I'm now joined by Jaden Sanchez of Rio Hondo Prep, a middle linebacker, offensive lineman. Uh, Jaden, thanks for joining me today on the Get Home Safe podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> How you doing, man? Sunday morning uh, after a, a nice uh, victory on Friday night. Are you feeling a little sore, Jaden? You're always in the middle of things, blocking and tackling. So how are you feeling this morning? Yeah, I'm good. I was a little sore yesterday, but, you know, drinking water and then my mom made me some good food yesterday, so I kind of recovered good. Oh, love it. Got to love mom's cooking. What did she make you? Show me this TikTok pasta going around with some chicken and asparagus. Wow. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. That sounds real good. That'll, that'll help you recover real quick. Nice. Nice. A mom there. Well, uh, Jaden, I got to tell you, man, uh, it's a, it's a privilege to, to chat with you. I'm a big fan of your work on the field. Uh, you know, you're in the middle of things, middle linebacker, offensive lineman, but uh, you know, you just, uh, you seem to be a tough guy, guy that hustles, uh, you know, all, all the time and just plays really, really hard. I'm sure Real Hondo Prep alumni can be uh, proud of you for, for your game. What, what do you like playing better, Jade? What do you like, offense or defense? Oh, defense. I like yeah. to go bring the boom. <laughs> bring the boom. All right, all right. Well, uh, do you remember that first play, uh, second play of the game, I should say, where you chase the running? We, should, we talked about that with Coach Carson. You chase the running back down and rip the ball out? Yeah, uh, it was my call. I had a blitz and then I chose the wrong gap. Like I, I sent my nose guard Royal to the left. And I went to the right 
and he went to the right or to like my left their right so I was like ah oh, shoot but you know I tracked him down and they were carrying the ball loose so I just ripped it and took it now, now coach Carson said you guys work on that all the time as far as coming behind ripping the the lawnmower I think he called it yes the most boring part of practice TLC <laughs> But it paid off, man. It paid it, off. Right? I, I suppose it did pay off. We had a lot of turnovers. So So what is TOC? Um, it's just like a little fumble recovery circuit. We rip it, we, we punch the ball, we throw it, high point the ball. Just a lot of practicing turnovers. Okay. So detail stuff. Now you want to get you want to you sound like you, you don't want to do all that stuff. You want to get out and hit somebody, it sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the fun part, man. But all these rules are making it harder to hit people this year. So, oh, I I agree. Look, at I officiated a while, and and towards the end of it, uh, you know, they started to put in more rules that were frustrating. And you've had some huge hits. Uh, a few come to mind. Uh, I think it was maybe it was Campbell Hall. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you you laid the wood on a guy pretty good, and unfortunately got the flag. So, hey, uh, yeah. Do what you can do. All you can do is uh, is try to hit guys legal and, and clean. And yeah, man, you're fu- you're fun to watch. You, so you like? Have you always been that way, Jaden? You always like just being physical and hitting guys in football. Yeah, I like to show my dominance. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff, man. Uh, now, what about offense? On offense, you're an offensive lineman. Um, you get to hit people there every play too. It's just it's not as uh, maybe as violent. You get to you know get to the second yeah, level and block guys. Kind of weird sophomore year i started playing o-line on varsity when there was like two guys that were could definitely have had my spot which i would have preferred if they had my spot because they were for instance six four two something and then six foot two something you know i and why was i sophomore probably 150 playing o-line and then their excuse was oh because you're faster i was like oh i still don't see why that's important but <laughs> you know as i progressed i guess i learn to enjoy it more because it's just another part to go hit and I get to protect my friends. So I like that. I like that. Protect your friends. That's good stuff, man. Yeah. You know, it's not always about the size out there. You know, you're a, you're, like you said, you're not a big dude uh, as far as offensive line goes, but you, you know, you, t- you, you chop down some trees, you hit some bigger dudes. Is that fun? It's fun when, when guys are bigger tackling bigger yeah. guys or blocking bigger guys. I prefer that. Yeah. If they're bigger. You know, the saying the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff, Jaden. Uh, well, Jaden, I actually have a question for you uh, from one of our alumni. He didn't know exactly who was coming on the program, but he had a question for uh, one of the seniors who ended up, whoever ended up coming on the program. So uh, Steve Amon from the class of 2000 sent in a question for you, for you regarding uh, the weight room. And I know you guys have a great new weight room there that you guys put in a lot of work, but uh, let's, let's hear what uh, our good friend, Steve Amon has to say. What's up, Percy, Steve Amon again. This question is actually for your uh, senior, whoever you have on. Uh, I'm curious as, you know, class of 2000 and you remember as well, having our weight room, under the scoreboard in the old woodshed there, uh, not much of a weight room, but with these kids now that are seniors, um, I think, you know, probably their freshman year, they did not have the weight room, possibly. Uh, I want to hear what it's like having the weight room and, and how much of a difference they felt it has made on their play and, you know, the confidence it gives them, et cetera, and maybe who, uh, who dominates the weight room. Is there any uh, alumni in there trying to show you guys up? Uh, Anyhow, I thought that'd be a fun question to ask those guys. 
anyhow, love the podcast. Love the the Mondays uh, with Coach Carson and the seniors, and um, looking forward to the rest of the season, seeing them winning out and go to the playoffs. Thanks, Steve Amon from up in Oregon, sending in a voice message. Well, Jaden, what what do you uh, what do you got to say to to Steve there? How, how was the weight room when you started to where it is now as a senior? Uh, when we first started, it was not too different. It was it had some stuff in there. I like to be in there then because you know, being a sophomore, you think you ex- have a lot of expectations. You're like, oh, I'm gonna be huge my senior year. When you get to senior year, like, not much different. But you know, it's cool. Some most of my friends are in there. Gio, Ryan, Royal, JG, they're all in there. And then, as far as it comes to dominating and alumni, I'd say he's not an alumni, but we had a coach come down from. Uh, Kazakhstan coach Armon when I saw him repping almost t- twice my max I was like oh, okay you know way to make me feel great <laughs> and he's really cool though you know he would practice with us on Wednesdays and yeah I shouldn't say practice he would like toss us around on Wednesdays because you know in Kazakhstan they don't football's different but I love him he made me a better football player at the end of the day and honestly maybe a better fighter you know Mm, yeah, you know, um, I talked to him actually recently, did a podcast with him, and he told me that he loved being in the weight room with you guys and pushing it. And, you know, he wasn't – he doesn't seem that – I mean, on camera, he doesn't seem all that bulky and everything, but he'd get in there and rep it out with you guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, could, he could He could. bench. Yeah, nice. Well, Jaden, you guys have taken advantage, I think, of the, the weight room for sure. You guys have put in a lot of work, and uh, you know, I heard there was a new TV put in in the team room. I mean, some really nice facilities going on there for you to enjoy your senior year. Yeah. <laughs> so you very, mentioned – Very thankful for it. Oh, great. Good, good, good. I, I know you guys are. I know you guys are very uh, grateful for, for everything that you guys have uh, resources for. Jaden, you mentioned fighting. Uh, what exactly do you mean uh, by he made you a better fighter? Um, you know, when, when I would blitz, cause that's my favorite thing to do is blitz. I like to cause a disturbance. He, he, he would try to hit, like hit with me the first few times and he learned he couldn't do that. So then he resorted to his Kazakhstanian ways and then he would like almost jump on me. And then when he jumped, his momentum would bring me down. And when he plants his feet, he would like kind of throw me. I was like, it's kind of, it's cool. So I would like it taught me a few things like I could maybe not to always bull rush my way. So I'll like fake use my hands a little bit more. So I feel like it made me a little bit more skillful technique. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think you and I were talking off the air a little bit before we started, uh, you said you're actually kind of, kind of into fighting, right? Uh, you said, uh, not, not just going around beating up guys, but you kind of like, I, I'm, I like boxing. I, I like MMA. So talk to me about fighting. Uh, yeah, Rio Hondo alumni, Adam Pinaneri, he got me into his Muay Thai fighting club thing. And I did that for about a year. And then I had to come back to football because I was doing it during the uh, quarantine part of like that year. And so when I came back, I it was going to be really hard to, you know, practice Muay Thai for four days a week and football five days a week. So I don't want to wear myself out. So I I'll come back to it after high school. And so, yeah, I really like it. It's just, you know, another opportunity to express myself and, you know, possibly get my name out there. Nice. Very cool. So do you think you want to pursue it maybe? And, and I don't know, in competition or whatever, uh, you're still kind of young to make all those decisions. Yeah. In Muay Thai, but I don't know about that being my main goal after high school, probably just pursue firefighting and stuff. 
Okay. Very nice, man. Uh, yeah. You kind of like the idea of, uh, again, a very, phys- another physical job. So that's kind of what you're thinking for, uh, for, uh, after high school, firefighting and fighting. Yeah. You know, <laughs> fighting, fighting, fighting. Yeah. Fighting and fighting. Good stuff, man. Well, uh, Jaden, what else outside of football, you know, Rio Hondo is a special place. What has been kind of some of your favorite, I don't know, memories or, or classes or teachers or, or just, just moments from, from going to high school at Rio Hondo prep. Just basically anything with my class and my friends, my boys, all, the girls too, you know, and all girls are really fun. Um, okay. The, the girls just as well, you know, they're girls. They're pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, my boys, I've known them since I was like about five. I basically grown up with them. They've made me who I am today. And, you know, I'll put my life down for them as I hope they would for me. I like to go to war with them on Friday nights. Wow. So, yeah. Well said. Any, so anything you're doing with your teammate, you guys, the senior class, uh, especially the, the, the boys, I mean, it, you guys seem like a very tight knit group. Mm. Uh, you know, we like to hang out at school, hang out after school, other places on the weekends. We're basically always around each other, always talking to each other. So, man, yeah. oh, that's how it should be, man. That's good stuff uh, to hang out with your friends and uh, lifelong relationships. It sounds like. Uh, uh, lastly, Jaden, who has been maybe some of your favorite coaches or teachers? Uh, who's kind of had a, an impact on you? People that I don't know that you're very grateful for uh, from Real Hondo Prep. Um, this year, honestly, probably all my teachers. Cause they're all, they all helped me get, <clears throat> you know, I gotta say, I gotta let everyone know I got principals this year. And all I, right. Congratulations, uh, man. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, they all helped me out. And then especially Mr. Ixley, you know, he's vice principal, also my math teacher, but he's also taken a step allowing me to help out in Rio and stuff. And he's also been helping me out behind the scenes a little bit. So, yeah. Well, good stuff, man. Congrats on the uh, the principals list. That's phenomenal. Uh, no small achievement there. That is uh, great stuff. Uh, Jaden, keep working hard, man. Uh, a few football yeah. games remaining, hopefully. Keep working hard in the, the weight room, the practice field, and, of course, the classroom, man. Uh, that's, that's very, yeah. very important. I wish you nothing but the best in the future, man. Thank Firefighting you. and maybe some other fighting, uh, we'll, we'll be watching. Yeah, all right. Thank you. Take care, Jaden. All right. You too. Thank you, Jaden Sanchez, for stepping into the program here, saying a few words about your experience at Rio Hondo Prep. Greatly appreciate that. Uh, guys, if you haven't been to a game, you definitely got to check out uh, the work that Jaden Sanchez does. Coach Carson has talked about it a few times before. Uh, Jaden plays middle linebacker. He plays offensive line, uh, You know, does great work on both sides of the ball, but uh, defensively, man, is just a force to be reckoned with. You heard him there. He likes to uh, get out and hit people. And uh, he flies all over the field, a great, great football player and somebody that the alumni at Rio Hondo Prep, I'm sure, could definitely appreciate. So keep up that great work, Jaden. Congrats on the principals list and uh, look forward to uh, you, you uh, excelling in whatever it is you pursue after high school. So uh, congrats on everything and enjoy every moment, man. Enjoy every moment. That goes through all the seniors and uh, the, the players at Rio Hondo Prep. It, it goes so fast. I can't believe it's been man, 18 years ago or whatever it's been for me. So uh, congrats to Real Hondo on another great win on Friday night. 
one game remaining, and it is this Thursday, Thursday night special, guys, uh, at Care Park in Irwindale, 7 o'clock against Viewpoint. Last game of the season, last chance for those seniors to uh, take the field for Real Hondo Prep, uh, guaranteed on that home field because you never know where you might end up in the playoffs. So get out, honor those seniors. If you can get out, um, I know it's a Thursday night, but get out and watch the game. If you can't, check it out on Facebook. Uh, last chance to uh, guaranteed, of course, to see these guys. The, the, who knows what will happen with the playoff selection? CIF may not have a Rio in the playoffs. I don't want to. I don't want to think about that, but it is a possibility. So uh, we got to prepare ourselves for that. But next Sunday, for next week's show, the Monday show, uh, my goal is to be with Mark Carson. Maybe not in person, but uh, try to do a streaming somehow uh, where we can get a instant reaction about the playoff selections maybe it'll just be through zoom like this and when the, the selections come up we'll both look at the computer and say hey we're in or we're not in um so maybe either way that's what i want to do so it won't be an early morning recording on sunday but um if there's a way out there if somebody knows how to do a, a live stream and also record it uh i would love to do that to you know, through zoom obviously works for me for recording, but we might do a Facebook live. I don't know. I got to work it out because Mark and I may not be in the same room. So we'll work it out one way or another uh, to do like a, uh, almost like selection Sunday, like you see for March badness, right. When the, you see the teams kind of waiting to see if they got in the playoffs, I, I think kind of something like that would be a lot of fun, even though it'll probably just be me and coach Carson. But uh, anyway, that's the plan for next week. You guys know my plans don't always uh, work out, but uh, I think this one, hopefully will next week and uh, we'll be talking about Rio Hondo's upcoming playoff opponent and you heard from coach Carson today they could be in as high as division seven uh, which is crazy to think about but hey an opportunity to to slay a, a giant and to uh, to put uh, you know your names in the Rio Hondo record books as the highest division playoff victory that would be really something to write home about so if you haven't heard yet go check out the podcast from this last Friday uh, from James Escarciga. It's called Friday Night Lights. I, I talked to James about Real Hondo Prep football. He's a sports reporter um, for the uh, Star News and the Whittier Daily News uh, contributor. So uh, really fun conversation with him talking high school football, potential playoff selections, and uh, and of course, Real Hondo Prep, the great tradition that it is. So if, if you haven't had enough Real Hondo uh, talk today, definitely go check out that podcast. You'll get it. You'll get it. Uh, you'll get an introduction to, to James and kind of an outsider's opinion of real hondo prep football. You don't want to miss that. So it's, it's there, it's out there. Uh, go check it out. And I'll even have that for those on YouTube. I'll try to have that video ready here for the, um, for the en end of this episode as the next available video. So anyway, that's enough out of me guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the, the get home safe podcast and to the new listeners, to the grandparents of the kids, to the parents, to the, to the alumni who tune in for these Monday episodes. Uh, I, I appreciate you guys. And thank you for, thank you for the kind words you guys have said. This has been an absolute privilege for me to do this. I, I love uh, my alma mater. I love my teammates, my playing days, my coaches, uh, all that good stuff. And uh, this is just an opportunity to, to keep the program going, to promote it. You know, like I, I say it almost every week. I love my Rams. I love the Trojans. I love uh, LA Kings, but they never quite loved me back. And I was never really part of them, but I was part of the Rio Hondo Prep football program many, many years ago. And it's something that a lot of alumni can relate to and hopefully can connect us uh, throughout the next few years. So anyway, I'll be back next week with Coach Carson, probably a senior as well, although not guaranteed. 
and uh, we'll we'll be talking about the playoffs, recapping the game against Viewpoint, of course. Of course, Thursday night reminder, Thursday night game uh, at Care Park. So get out to that if you can, and join us next week as we will have another Real Hondo Prep recap preview show, whatever we call it. I need to come up with a name, uh, a special name for the Monday episode. So anyway, uh, have a great rest of your week, guys. I'll be back Wednesday briefly for a short sports and random thoughts segment, probably 30, 40 minutes of just me rambling away. And then Friday, Friday, we have a guest, a fun probably Halloween edition of the Get Home Safe podcast that you don't want to miss. So Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, that's what we're doing, putting out content here on the Get Home Safe podcast. Hope you will join us whenever you get a chance. But guys, have a great rest of your week. And guys, as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.